0: Time to play the game. Time to play the game.
1: And welcome to BAM, the show where we talk a little bit about the sports, a little bit of entertainment, and then at the end of the show, we combine it all to chat, some sports entertainment.
0: We're hosts, as always, I'm Boris, and I'm joined by Matt. Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, we're in person for the first time in 2022. This is the second time I've seen you physically since Christmas.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. It is crazy But yeah, we're here in person This is the first time we're recording BAM in person since our ROH
0: draft Oh wow, that was that was my favorite episode we've ever done I think probably our most popular was sadly the Love Guru episode somehow But I that, like the Ring of Honor episode is like my favorite thing I've done with wrestling involved in my entire life I think yeah. we killed that Oh, that, <laughs> that was a lot of fun That
1: was a lot of fun And we're going to be talking a little bit about one of the people that we chatted about in a little bit but uh yeah man we have a lot to talk about today so it is a little later on friday than we wanted to but this is what happened so there was the world cup qualifiers yeah and we were thinking how we were going to record this were we like we even thought of recording as if canada won as if canada lost and then i could <laughs> splice it in but obviously I wanted to, you know, give the sport some justice because we tend to nerd out about soccer on this show. At least I do. So, you know, I wanted to continue that tradition. And, and
0: uh, it had been going pretty well for us. It had been going pretty well for Canada. We were expecting to qualify yesterday, and we're still gonna. But well,
1: it's funny that you even say that <laughs> because I don't know if I was if it was you I was talking to or Kevin O'Leary that I was talking to. But I'm like, my biggest concern and my biggest fear is that Canada is gonna Canada.
0: Yeah, they candided. They candided well, pretty hard. Although it wasn't a bad effort. They just they kind of got snake bit. There was, in my opinion, a bad call. Some people might disagree. I don't think that was worth a red card. But anyway, they got they got down a man early. And yeah. It was uh it was not the best night for Canadian soccer.
1: No, it wasn't. But we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. So we're gonna be talking some World Cup qualifiers from around the world. We're gonna be chatting some um
0: yeah, we're gonna be chatting a little bit of Triple H. We're gonna just pay some respects. We're not we don't have a list or anything ready because we just found out this afternoon that he is officially retired, although we kinda of knew as soon as the health thing happened that he yeah. was never having another wrestling match. Um In WWE anyway, and he was never leaving the company, so there you go. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll pour one out for Triple H on this show. Also, we're going to talk a little New Japan Cup. There was an awesome, awesome New Japan Cup show. At least the the top two matches uh, from the 13th night of the New Japan Cup, the final night of the quarterfinals. I think we have a top five match of the year contender in there. Oh, oh! Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Unbelievable. Wrestling. I
1: cannot wait And then we're going to be jumping here and there Because that's the type of show it's going to be tonight But before we do anything, Matt You're probably wondering why there are two empty glasses I in front of us I didn't even
0: notice the empty glasses, by well, God There are two empty glasses oh. in front of us Oh my <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so are we, uh, are we going to be drinking some water? Do you have some cream sodas in there, Boris? Let's go, Boris is reaching into the fridge right now And, oh, what have we here? Some cream ale? a little bit of uh, a little so, bit of the nice nice
1: a few weeks ago about a month ago now i met up with one of the smack daddies i met up with good old greg on his way to a business trip we spent a few hours together and he was nice enough to bring some nine locks beer for us
0: Beautiful. So, so, are we doing a live taste test oh, here doing on the air? We're doing a live taste test let's, here on the air. Let's do it, buddy.
1: So, yeah. So, so, I, w- w- what do you want to start with? I'm gonna let you pick. I'm gonna let you pour all vamp for the listeners. This is like the worst episode ever already. <laughs>
0: We were so cocky off the hop, too, or at least I was, talking a big game about our ROH draft. Uh, I think I'm going to start with the Nine Locks Dirty Blonde here. Uh, at this moment, we would also like to uh, thank Great Lakes Lager for sponsoring us. Drink Great Lakes instead of this beer. <laughs> Whatever, this is a podcast. <laughs> I'm joking. I literally am also sipping a Great Lakes while we do this, so I was there's earlier. the crack. I was earlier. All right. So, yeah, um... Do you want to just start talking about Canada while I pour this drink? Exactly.
1: Let's start talking about some Canada. So yesterday, Canada, it was uh, the last round of qualifying started, and all Canada, well, not all Canada need to do, but to secure a a berth into. World Cup in Qatar in November, all they needed to do was beat Costa Rica. And I say all like if it's like the easiest thing humanly possible, right? Like, this is a team that's super good. They're typically a very difficult game for Canada. The coach for Costa Rica is the coach that broke many Canadians' hearts many years ago. He used to coach Honduras when uh, Canada lost 8-1 in Honduras in that embarrassing game.
0: Possibly the nadir, the low point of Canadian soccer in my I lifetime. I think it
1: was. I honestly think it was. So, go into the game and right away. You know, a, a lot of soccer supporters, we've come up with a term and it's being, and it's called conca-caft. You're being conca Uh
0: Please explain this term to me, homie. I will. And it's
1: essentially <laughs> that conca calf is so freaking, um, uh, 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 like, they have their own agenda in such a way. Okay. You know, so they're going to, you know, do certain things in the game and then, and, and, you know, the refs will make certain calls right. to give an advantage to another team. We have seen this time in and time out against Canada, against the U.S. It, it happens a lot. Like there is, you know, they're, they're, it's a legit thing.
0: So it's a little bit of like what people used to say about the NBA and the Lakers, except in reverse. They're almost trying to keep the lower level teams competitive with the better teams
1: exactly okay. that's exactly it so you know we go in 15th minute player gets a yellow card that you know here's the thing studs up you're gonna most likely get a yellow
0: fair enough i am a novice soccer viewer you obviously know the sport way better than i do coming from a place where i watch a lot of hockey and football that did not look like a penalty at all to me but when you explain it like that i understand that makes yeah sense. it was studs
1: up ball wasn't anywhere near them yeah it you know, some could say it could have been a 50 50, but let's take the yellow, whatever. 15 minutes later, and, and the crowd is starting to get to this player K, and and you can tell that he's a little aggressive. And here's the thing I said minutes before he got the red that he should have been taken out of the game. Yeah, because, because he he was, there was a 50 50 challenge, and he didn't go for it.
0: Yeah, so he was not only, like, frustrated, but kind of becoming tentative as well in the game. And that is a bad mix. That is not what you want. You don't want to be, like, thinking so much about everything you do that you're paralyzing yourself, basically. And, yes, I completely know what you mean, man. Exactly.
1: So, you know, in the 30th, he gets taken down. He gets a little upset. Instead of talking to the player, he gives him a light elbow or a light shoulder. Yeah. And shoulder to shoulder.
0: This is like I understand the sport of soccer. I understand the flopping. But this this is what disgusts the casual fan. Disgusts oh, of course. them. I was ready to throw up when I saw Buddy flop and him get red carded. It disgusts
1: soccer play, like yeah. what? Like hardcores like myself and other supporters or whatever, right? Like everyone hates this but no 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 ref has the ball to do anything about it
0: yeah so if you're unfamiliar with what happened he lightly taps the Costa Rican guy I sorry I forget the Costa Rican guy's name but uh, he lightly taps him Costa Rican buddy goes down like he was shot he takes a bump like a young Jeff Hardy he takes a bump like a young one two three kid and buddy gets a red card and gets tossed from the game for the weakest little shoulder tap which obviously you can't do but and obviously he's already got the yellow but at the same time that can't be a foul.
1: No, that 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 that's that's not even a talking to. Yeah. That's nothing in 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 real, you know, in day to day soccer, which is just absolutely ludicrous. At the end of the day, so Canada now ten men down. You know, they have to change their game style, and they in the fortieth plus minute. So in extra time, in the first half, Costa Rica scores off of a cheeky cheeky header, oh. which has been our like downfall yeah honestly I, like we're not good in set pieces mm. and we give up the ball a lot i said that last time
0: yeah you did you have said that before man and yeah i guess uh, yeah, it was proven correct there um oh man that's it reminds me of uh, playing fifa every time i give up a goal in the 45th or the 90th every time oh, that, i play
1: <laughs> there's a stat where like a high percentage i'm not even gonna throw out a number because i don't know the number right it's a high percentage of goals happen you know in the last five minutes of the of the half it makes and the games
0: it does make sense because not only are, are obviously people like pressing but like mistakes get made you know what i mean like in high pressure situations people choke more
1: they, they just do exactly so that's the unfortunate part there and you know canada came back in that second half that second half as a casual viewer that must have been a fun half to watch
0: i actually went to bed in frustration after the first half <laughs> so i don't know
1: well I can tell you Because I know so I, as People were texting me uh, There was a, a watch party In a bar I never would have thought Ever had a watch party And yes. and it, apparently The bar was full And yeah People were having A lot of fun It was a very good Second half And honestly Somebody above Wanted Canada To lose this game Because By the second half Because um, Panama And Honduras Tied All Canada needed Was, was a I tie turned, Yeah in order to get their berth with an e to the world
0: cup exactly yeah because they are at least guaranteed to be in the top four so they are at the worst in in case of absolute disaster still guaranteed to be in that weird playing thing against eurasia
1: yep so you know yeah but it was an amazing half and, and i give it to the team you know they they came back they fought hard but it just wasn't our night. And, I, you know, they played hard. And at the end of the day, Sunday at BMO Field in Toronto, Canada versus Jamaica, it's going to be rocking.
0: Exactly. And it'll be great. If we can, clinch it at home. That'll be very nice. That'll feel good. It'll be a big party. It'll be a good time.
1: We've spent 36 years waiting for this birth. What's another t- couple days?
0: Exactly right. Well put, buddy. Poetic in its own way. And I, I think it's nice to be able to do it at home.
1: Yeah, exactly. So so that was Canada. So in other results in Estadio Azteca, Mexico and USA tied. this was huge for the U.S. because now the U.S. are more than likely going to end up in the top three so there's a huge fight now um for number four so these are the standings as they stand or the standings as they are today um so canada is still number one with 25 points usa is number two with 22 points mexico is number three with 22 points costa rica is number four with 19 points and panama number five with 18 points yeah so
0: that costa rica panama that's going to be a fun battle this that's the thing about these games like costa rica fighting for their absolute lives so this was this game was far more important to them than it was to canada at the end of the day and i kind of think that bore out but yeah a team like jamaica they're not fighting for anything so i think Canada is gonna steamroll Yep,
1: yeah, let's hope so let's hope so um again you know you never know what can happen but here's the thing bimo field toronto I just—it's gonna be a hell of an experience if you're going. Um, Yeah, I I honestly can't wait. So, so that's essentially where we are in Concacaf. There's only one other game I want to talk about, and it's just because I want to rub it in. North Macedonia (laughs) eliminating, eliminating (laughs) Italy from the 2022 World Cup. First time in history, Italy will not. Make an appearance in back-to-back World Cups,
0: and they're the Euro champions. What? That's the craziest
1: the part. Here's the <laughs> thing: I said it way back when that Euro tournament was full because it, it just, it just. It just wasn't real A Mickey Mouse was,
0: tournament, Boris? It was a Mickey Mouse tournament <laughs> it, it, it was the AEW Dark of tournaments <laughs> I love it I completely, I kind of agree with you Yeah, it was kind of like Yeah, it was a wonky tournament We'll call it a AEW Dark Maybe at best, Dark Elevation <laughs> but, uh, It was NXT 2.0 <laughs> of uh, tournaments yeah, that's, ooh, that's, a, that's an insult Don't say anything you can't take back now <laughs> I know, right? No, but
1: <laughs> Yeah, Italy it or dirty.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce Oh man, it's it's so it's so funny. I have a bunch of uh, Italian friends. My one buddy uh Rossi was blowing up my phone today, just like fuck FIFA, fuck this, go Canada, I guess. Like, I hate this. I hate I'm over it, man. I'm over the World Cup Qatar, so dumb anyway, like playing in the winter. Give me this whole thing like I was just like uh ah, four sassuri. <laughs> oh, I
1: love it. I absolutely love it. All oh, right. right, so we are trying the dirty blonde first.
0: Yeah, cheers, homie. Cheers. I uh, stepped in ahead of you while you were uh, ranting. Good job, by the way. I like this. This is very nice. Oh, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Smack Daddy. This is a this is a good one. Yes, a very good one. The Nine Locks Dirty Blonde, the second best beer I've drank today. To the Great Lakes, of course. Of course, exactly. Uh, before we move out of sports, we gotta talk about this team whose toque I'm wearing on my head right now. So the Miami Dolphins went and did a thing. Traded five, five draft picks five now not four not three five including a first for uh Tyreek Hill who uh has some allegations in his past, not the best human being. He is he is the level of guy who I won't even have in fantasy just because yeah. of the things that he's done. And I'm not saying people can't change it. I'm not trying to whatever. But like the domestic violence thing is something that I personally just, it, it just, I'm not going to ever get over it. And you're not for... I'm the same way. It's just not for, oh, man, I don't know.
1: But did you hear of the rumors circulating around the NFL circles over the past 24 hours?
0: I know where you're going with this and I have. Are you talking about the golden boy himself? I'm talking about the golden (laughs) boy. My favorite player of all time since 2003... Always oh, loved him. Get Always loved him. Get out of here. Tom Brady is the latest rumor uh, to Miami. So it looks like they're loading up. Uh, they grabbed Tyreek Hill. They traded a lot of draft picks. The only problem is Brady, I believe, has one year left with the box on his contract. Tua Tagovailoa, as we know, is kind of hit and miss. He seems to be okay, but he's injury prone and doesn't take a lot of risks. He's like... A poor man's Chad Pennington, which is not yeah. exactly what you want.
1: I have his shirt.
0: Chad Pennington? Oh, Chad Pennington was great. He was like top three in MVP voting one year. Yeah. He was very underrated. But, but like I- to be a poor man's version of that guy who had no arm strength, basically. So Baker Mayfield? <laughs> Ugh. Oh, boy. So, yeah, it's just disheartening. It sucks when your team goes, like, my roommate Fleetwood cheers for the Browns. They went out and got Deshaun Watson, who has 22 sexual assault charges against him. He's not going to be charged uh, legally, but there's still many civil suits to uh, deal with. And, yeah, man, it's just crazy. It's just this is why I say
1: we the three of us need to just find a new team that the three of us can root
0: yeah. together. Well, not Buffalo. <laughs> Excuse me. Not Buffalo. No, I refuse. I will not cheer for Buffalo. You can't make me. But one good thing about this is that Ontario finally has gotten single betting, single game betting. So we can just gamble a lot this year. Just watch football that way. Yep, exactly. So yeah, dude, uh, man, if Tom Brady ends up with the Dolphins, what a, what a crazy off season. What a turn of events. Like when the season ended, did you think, Hey, we'd fire Brian Brian Flores. He would sue the NFL, get signed as an assistant by Pittsburgh. Then we would trade five draft picks for the fastest receiver in football if not the best certainly one of the most impactful receivers in football and we might sign tom brady crazy that's crazy that's absolutely crazy it's just up and down like a roller coaster not even getting into who the receiver we got is we've Mm -hmm. talked about this in the past like 30 years
1: ago no one would move teams in the nfl
0: no, it was really tough. Like unless you got cut, which did happen a lot, because NFL owners have always been ruthless and those players have always been pawns. But yeah, man. I, like, other than being cut, like you didn't get traded. There was no trades really in the NFL. When Joe
1: Montana left San Francisco and went to Kansas City, that, was, a
0: huge that deal. was huge. Yeah, absolutely. And like when Ricky Williams got traded for a million draft picks, that was a humongous deal. When
1: Drew Bledsoe ended up in Buffalo.
0: pretty big deal like all these things like there was player movement but yeah not like this not like every offseason's almost like the nba you know what i mean we've got to the point where the nhl which used to have the most player movement which used to have crazy trades every year six players for five doug gilmore goes from calgary to toronto in a 13 player deal now the nhl is the old nfl where players don't really move teams at all you you're basically stuck on your nhl team
1: yeah, it's 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 absolutely absurd. But yeah, you know, the this season of the NFL is honestly looking like uh like someone up in the air is having a mock draft right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's like yeah, it's like Madden 26 right now. That's what's happening.
1: It's it's it's, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. All right, before we do move away from sports, there's one last thing I want to talk about. That's the Jays.
0: Oh man, the Jays are building an all-star lineup right now. They look like they are one of the favorites in the entire league. And, buddy, with this vaccination uh, business happening, well, you know, like it's kind of it's kind of lame to reap those benefits. I'm not saying I'm super proud of it, but the Jays got screwed over in the last two years. So hey, like a little bit of benefit from the COVID thing eh, make it make it even a little bit, you know. Exactly. It's uh, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be
1: a very interesting season. The Jays infield is looking absolutely unreal. You know, we have Chapman now in third.
0: One you of know. one of the best defensive third basemen in the league, if not the best. Right. Yeah,
1: dude. This guy came from Oakland. People talk about his batting. I don't think people who complain about someone's batting take into consideration where they play.
0: Exactly right. Like just to have any kind of power on the on that hot corner is an incredible like benefit, right? And we like we're going from Vlad Guerrero who was a bad defensive third baseman and whatever Santiago was like league average, Craig Biggio played there sometimes like probably below league average to number 1 or number 2 best defender at the position. That's a humongous upgrade right there. Never mind his bat. He could hit ninth the, the whole season, and our team has gotten much better. Exactly, and then we got rid of Gretschick yesterday, and a lot of people oh. were upset. A lot of people were upset, but here's the thing: the, the players... guy we got, oh, Raymond Tapia, man from Colorado, buddy. He will—he's the kind of guy who won you a fantasy league last year. He hits for average. He hits for—he does some some awesome things defensively. Lots of speed. It's
1: okay. So let, let's—here's the thing. This is where he's better than Gretchik. Number one, let's talk about the the tangibles in, in field. He's a lefty. Yeah. Boom. Win. Yeah. He plays two outfield positions. Boom. Win. He's a better defensive player. Boom. Win. Now let's talk about contract. We were paying and because we gave Granchick a huge, huge raise. Yes. Huge raise. Now, the issue there is we know we needed to move him because you know Akis and Shapiro are still, you know, they're still keeners, right? They're still savers. So here we are. He's cheaper. And we have him in control for a longer amount of time.
0: I think he's outright better. He's a better baseball player. Raymond Tapia is better than uh, Randall Grishuk. And I am more excited about our team. Especially like when you consider the the handedness and the defensive uh, ability. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Alright, we're moving on to beer number two. Matthew Mateo. What, it, what, what do we
0: got? Here we got the Nine Locks Cream Ale. Once again, drink Great Lakes. Great Lakes Brewery. But we are drinking Nine Locks Cream Ale. This is for Greg. This is for Greg.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no. It's it's a... It's a ooh, the Jays are looking mighty good. The Dodgers, who I said last week I think weren't going to be that good. They made some... Uh, they've made movements they
0: made, they made some made movements. movements they got your boy freddie freeman uh, we were hoping he would come home but uh, you know what matt he, Chap- went home. He, well, he went home he went home you went to your home uh matt chapman is cheers buddy matt chapman is a good uh you know uh booby prize <laughs> it's, it's not even a booby prize but it's not what we wanted we wanted freddie freeman we wanted the canadian lad to come home
1: yeah but he, at the end of the day the jays got someone where they needed someone I'm not a huge fan, especially with the Jays, right? Of of them getting players just for the sake of getting players. Like, we needed a yeah. second baseman or a third baseman. We went out and got one of the best third basemans. And now we have Espinol and, um, and, uh, what's his name? Craig? Yeah. Biggio. Yeah. Um, not Craig. Rotating.
0: Kevin. Uh, yeah yeah kevin bgo jr yes yeah
1: yeah bgo jr um rotating right so 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 we're we're good now oh yeah
0: absolutely no man yeah you know adding freddie freeman at the end of the day was a fantasy baseball move it was a video game move mlb the show 22 style move i just wanted it you know i'm just a selfish fan boris
1: oh we're all selfish in our own ways (laughs) we're all selfish in our own ways my friend All right, anything else you want to talk about before we move on to the wrestling?
0: No, I think that's good sports talk. We still got to, there's WrestleMania coming up, so we're not going to do it next week. But we still got to do an NHL, like, full 1 through 32 breakdown before the playoffs. So maybe the week after?
1: Yep. Yeah. Let, we can do that for sure. As we do our MLB preview, we can do our NHL breakdown.
0: That's a really good call. Yeah, I think, hopefully, if all goes according to plan, we're going to have my buddy Adam Gourlay, who's an artist and a comedian in Toronto. He's a great guy, former pitcher. He uh he didn't make it the big leagues, but he knows baseball really, really well, loves the sport, and is a hilarious, uh, you know, funny guy. So we're going to have him on the pod, hopefully, next week, talk a little MLB season.
1: Yep. So... We're moving on to wrestling. Speaking of wrestling, speaking of WrestleMania, man, oh, man, I just love. And now that because, like, you know, last year,
0: I guess there were shows, indie shows, but not it like, like this. it was. No, this feels like Mania's back. It feels like I'm getting excited for next week. It's only Saturday, Friday afternoon, not even Saturday before Mania. And I'm still so, so excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have like 10 days to go. That Friday.
1: This, the ROH Supercard of Honor show yeah. is just stacked right now.
0: Man, I'm so excited to see that whenever we can. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh we might cover that on Bam also we're going to we're going to figure out how how SNMU radio treats that Supercard of Honor show, but eventually at some point someone will review that for you, I promise. Yeah, exactly. There was a
1: po- small possibility that there will be an aftercast of that show just because of the just
0: the sheer it's kind of enormous it'd be great if we can get a couple of the AEW guys who if they're down and they're available like that would be really really cool it's funny that it's going to compete with Rampage though
1: yeah go figure (laughs) go figure crazy Yeah. yeah yep and then even the impact card, the impact. Uh, they they have their multiverse of matches card.
0: How do you feel? I, I know you love that that name. How do you oh, feel I hate the it? name. You hate it. I hate it. That's funny. I, I thought hate you'd it. like it just because. Well, that's maybe I'm just stereotyping the comic wow. book guy. Wow. Well, I know you're a comic book guy. You know what I mean? I figured you'd enjoy it. That's all. Well, <laughs> just because I'm Latino, I like tacos. Is that the next conversation we're gonna have? <laughs> West- you took an awful big leap there, homie uh, But yes, that is exactly correct No, I'm just kidding <laughs> can I, I might grab tacos after this Man, honestly, tacos sound unbelievable right now I'm the perfect amount of just a little drunk and starving hungry I would love some tacos Gus Tacos down oh, the street They're so good Yeah, there's one of the best taco places in Toronto Is like six steps from our home So yeah, you might have to hit up some Gus Tacos after this uh, Anyways,
1: uh, Impact Wrestling next Friday Yeah ROH, Super Cut Up Honor next Friday
0: Before we move on, I wanted to ask you, do you think we're getting a pure title change? The newest match announced as of this moment is Boris's boy, the number one overall draft pick in the ROH Draft, pure champion Josh Woods against... The kind of like student of the week in AEW. Kind of the teacher's pet in AEW and Wheeler Yuta. I think Wheeler Yuta's is winning this title, buddy.
1: I think we are getting a title change.
0: Yeah, man. Are you upset? Are you Because Josh Woods might get signed too. He's been on dark. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's been on dark. Uh, I don't know. It's... I don't know. It it just depends, right? It depends what the plan is for ROH. It depends who's going to graduate to AEW, the main roster, yeah, like
0: it, it's yeah, it's very very touch and go. Very, I wonder if a Josh Woods ends up in the Moxley Danielson group. I wonder if that's a use for him. He's he's the perfect fit for that, right? I would think so. He's like the pure champion. I'm thinking they're gonna add someone soon. Uh, it's either gonna be Gresham or Claudio. I think possibly, it's gonna be Gresham. Yeah, because
1: like you know, spoiler alert, Gresham is officially signed to AEW now. Oh.
0: Yep. That, is that so? Is that is that an exclusive? Is that Boris's inside info?
1: No, it's, it's starting to come out. Okay. So yeah, Gresham <laughs> is, you know, he's gonna be AEW. Nice. So and apparently Tony Khan is gonna announce some woman coming soon. Uh, a female athlete,
0: a female competitor, a female wrestler. Huh. Who's a who's a good uh, female free agent? I don't know First name that came to my mind Was Frankie Monet uh, Ty of Valkyrie That'd be interesting she would be I think she's got a lot to offer the Actually ABB I might be Williams talking to her
1: Tomorrow in Mississauga
0: Oh true Yeah true say That's cool yeah, and, and Johnny Drip Drip. Nice, man. Try to get them on the podcast. I would love to interview them. We're, That's literally my whole point. Listen, like, I don't know. Obviously, wrestlers aren't sitting there probably listening to our shows. But if either of them listened to a second of the NXT talk show, they would know that we were humongous Frankie Monet fans. And we know that that brand done that girl wrong. And, uh, yeah, Frankie Drip Drip and Johnny Drip Drip versus Miz and Maurice should be happening on WrestleMania.
1: Yep, yeah, but it's not. So, yeah. Yeah, in terms of, yeah, next week is just going to be absolutely crazy. And I know I've been saying this for a little while. But we will be kind of releasing more information on social media about what we're covering, what we're not covering, what we're going to be talking about. But for sure, this is what we're going to be talking about next Saturday. Matt and I are coming with an aftercast. That's a podcast of NXT Stand and Deliver. I looked at the guide Stand is scheduled from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern.
0: It's gonna be very tough for us, yeah, because we're gonna to have to record that show. It's gonna end at like 4 30. Record right away, and then we might miss some mania. It, it like we our mania our mania coverage might start late only because we have to record the NXT podcast.
1: Yeah, and we are doing a after party A live after party With all the patrons And if you're not a patron You can still watch on YouTube But patrons can talk to us So Matt, Matt and I are actually running The after party for Wrestlemania Night one So that Saturday is going to be a long day man
0: I'm excited for it though I've been preparing for this mentally For like honestly like a month Like I This is like, This is my Waterloo Boris Wait Is that No No That's it's not, not that That's <laughs> not a good thing That's not a good thing <laughs> It's definitely not that. It might but, be my Waterloo. <laughs> no, don't say that, Holy. It is nobody's Waterloo. Except the listeners uh, in Waterloo. <laughs> I miss Waterloo
1: sometimes. <laughs> okay, and then Sunday, so Matt is just just going all in on Saturday and then on Sunday we will have a flagship show on Sunday with Mike Maguire and then Mike Maguire and myself are going to be doing the after party for WrestleMania night 2.
0: Ah it's going to be a lot of fun buddy. Congratulations and best of luck to you because yeah you're putting in those those works two nights putting in that Boris time. So yeah, uh, yeah and man. Then- it, you know it, man,
1: There's a lot There's a lot going yeah. on that weekend
0: Saturday's gonna be a lot of fun But that That basically is the reason Why Friday Boris and I Are not able to volunteer To watch Supercard of Honor Because man I, I actually kind of Really wanted to But I'm not I'm not doing all that
1: Here's Sorry, the thing <laughs> About me I need to watch it regardless Because I'm covering it
0: for Slam That's a good point Yeah Are you, do you Like do you have to watch it live Regardless Yeah the earlier the report can go out, the more hits True. we get Of course, yeah So, I mean, obviously it's much better if you do watch it live Yeah, we'll see <laughs> I'm I'm I must say uh, I'm uh, going to twist your I army it's, uh, that's I'm if, I'm twist? Wa- if I'm watching it live Especially if you're downstairs on Friday night We'll probably end up doing it yeah. I know exactly what's going to happen yeah. now,
1: Hey, Matt, want to come down for some pizza? <laughs> watch some wrestling?
0: <laughs> I don't know what we're going to be watching Could be SmackDown, could be ROH <laughs> Well, I got the mics right here. Might as well. Yeah, you bastard. You're going you're gonna to rope me into it. I'm still, I am not committing to anything. And it's not that I don't, uh, you know. Keep on
1: drinking and <laughs> get you on the mic. Not
0: <laughs> so that I don't work hard and love our listeners and, and want to make, you know, uh, an impact and do good shows all the time. But uh, it's kind of the reason why I don't want to do it, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. I promise this is, this is my word to you, the listener. We will, someone at SNME Radio will eventually review that show. Yeah,
1: All right. so to a little more serious news, Triple H, like Matt said at the top of the show, it was like, we kind of knew this was going to happen, but now it has been made official, Triple H will not be wrestling anymore, he officially announced his retirement on ESPN First Take with Stephen A. Smith, Um, man dude, did you read and see
0: how bad... His heart troubles actually were. Did you see? Like, did you listen to click on it? Like, yeah, I was in the bathroom at work and I actually just clicked on it, watched the whole three minute video. And, like, yeah, it was just like, he's he almost cried. And you can tell, like, oh, this was a serious health scare. And when they, when Stephen A. Smith asked him about wrestling, he was like, no, like, he was like, oh, no, oh, no, like, oh, <laughs> that's not even in the question. Like, no, 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 <laughs> like,
1: he has a defibrillator now in yes. his heart. Yes. Like, so that, that there
0: alone. Oh, man. It's just like, it's terrifying. But a blessing in the way that he also had pneumonia and was like, happened to cough up blood. And his wife, Stephanie McMahon, happened to say it and say, you need to go to get this checked out now. And thank God he did. Yeah. And then
1: at the hospital, that's when they detected heart failure. Um, basically, his, his heart just was not pumping enough blood. It got to the point where apparently, like, they measure this.
0: You know, by by numbers, and it was just so low. It was just so low. Yeah, the way Triple H put it was that he was at the one yard line, which is just oh god, oh man. So yeah, th- thank God he lived. And and it's it's it just uh, maybe part of the reason why this is coming out now, and Triple H wants to tell a story, and kind of is because of the loss of Scott Hall. And it's kind of just it's so sad that these things are coming out back to back. But I'm so thankful that we still have Triple H here. Yeah, yeah, man.
1: Oh yeah, it's 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 so sad. You know, Triple H is such a polarizing character. You know, you can it's like a tale of two people. Like especially if you consider his click days, you know, the the China days, and then NXT Triple H, more and more fatherhood Triple H.
0: I was as big. Uh, A Triple H hater as there ever was. Honestly, man, I hated him. I was at SummerSlam 2003. Me and my friend Stefan and my other friend Brad, we were watching uh, SummerSlam 2003. And Brad loved Triple H, and Steph hated Triple H. And Steph and me were like, we bonded over our love of wrestling. I, I I was in an eFed briefly with that guy. We had backyard matches over and over. That guy hit me in the head with so many things. Like, here I am telling old wrestling stories as if I've ever been in the ring. But you know what I mean? Like, we loved wrestling. We bonded over wrestling. And that guy watched SummerSlam 2003 and watched Triple H hit Goldberg with that sledgehammer and beat him in the elimination chamber. And he fucking gave up. He gave up. He was like, I, ca- I hate this. I can't do it anymore. I hate Triple H so much. I'm done with wrestling and he quit and man like he hasn't spoken about wrestling to me more than twice since then that was in 2003 and I'm telling you for like 5 or 6 years we were like that's all we talked about that's all we did we went to a summer camp together at Camp Walden near Renfrew and we had matches in the cabin and kids would come around and like man yeah we loved and ate and breathed wrestling and Triple H made that guy stop watching full stop cold turkey yeah yeah
1: i can see that honestly he's such a polarizing character right but when you see what he's done for the business over the past
0: eight years yeah man yeah it's hard to hold that grudge still like unless you like unless you stopped watching wwe in 2003 because of him like i don't know how you still hold that grudge at all you know what i mean like look what he did with nxt and look how bad nxt got when he was removed yeah exactly so I think his contributions to the wrestling industry, man, are like, they're unfuckwithable, you know? Yeah, exactly. And we've been
1: hearing more stories, like, you know, of, of Triple H laying out matches, yeah. you know, in the mid-90s. Yeah. And everyone already saying, this kid knows something.
0: Absolutely. Uh, uh, something that uh, X-Pac, I believe, possibly Diesel as well. I, I I don't think I actually heard Scott Hall say this, but I've heard from other sources other than Scott Hall, that Triple H was instrumental in putting together the SummerSlam 1995 ladder match. We talked about it on Monday Night Bam, but that, a lot of people like that more than the WrestleMania match. A lot of people think that's one of the great wrestling matches of all time, and that was Triple H laying that match out was kind of the, one of the moments where everyone knew, "Holy shit! Like this guy is like a wrestling genius."
1: Yeah, and and seeing the outpouring of of especially NXT people, oh. you know, and and just calling him the goat, call, you know, and wishing him the best, and just. You can see so much raw emotion Around their messages
0: Yeah man Yeah yeah Because ever since NXT talk I've followed a lot of NXT people On Instagram Basically like If I see you come up on Insta Or I think of you While I'm on Insta I'll I'll follow you Because why not And almost everyone I follow Who is NXT related Just Triple H is the goat Like And a picture of them With Triple H And a picture of them Like hugging Triple H And like You can tell Like when someone means it And when someone's like Just farting out Like a social media post For whatever reason And there was like Heartfelt genuine emotion Behind these posts today Yeah Even someone who's been
1: Out of WWE for a few years Kathy Kelly You know Who worked closely with Triple H in NXT You know Doing the Facebook lives And whatnot. You know Someone who Has nothing to do With the business anymore Mm
0: -hmm. Just With a heartfelt message For him Exactly Even like People like Candice LeRae And Johnny Gargano Who are Probably out of WWE, Candice LeRae raising a uh, son right now. You know, not that Johnny's not raising the son too, but you know what I mean. It's obviously significantly harder on the mother than the uh, father in the first couple months. I think that's clear. I don't think that's insulting anybody to say that. And uh, yeah, man, it just like it was actually like kind of beautiful in its own way to see the outpouring of love. And it was just like if you're still, if you can go on Instagram today, follow any ten NXT people that you've ever enjoyed from the time that you started watching NXT. Follow ten of them at random. Scroll through their Instas. And if you still hate Triple H, you know, I don't even know what to say to you. I think at this point, like, I think Triple H has clearly and obviously done more good than bad to the wrestling business. And he did some bad. He did some bad. He did some bad.
1: We're not saying he's perfect, right? But his contributions to the business, the business that you and I talk about, man, he's done so much for it. Yes, absolutely. And I got to ask you this. Hit me. What's... Your favorite Triple H
0: match. I I, know what it is. I actually can say it off the top of my head because I think it's my favorite match of all time. And there are a couple close. Like, I think Cactus versus Triple H is five stars. I think maybe Cactus versus Triple H Hell in a Cell might be five stars too. It's really close and, and goddamn great. He's got a couple great ones. But I honestly think that my favorite match of all time is Shawn Michaels versus Triple H at SummerSlam 2002. I I just think watching that match live on that day at that time, no other wrestling match ever gave me that feeling. No other wrestling match has ever worked me to that degree where when you're watching it you're like oh wow it's clear Shawn michaels isn't that hurt like he's fine because he couldn't do this if he wasn't fine but you're still like oh triple h man you're don't do this to sean like you could but you could hurt him but triple h don't backbreaker him on the chair you could break his back triple h and then when you add in the way we rate matches boris and i'm glad that we're kind of in the same like in tune on this on the same page where you add in Jim Ross's perhaps best career performance, definitely his best career call, in my opinion, at the end of that match. Do you have no conscience? Do you have no soul? You son of a bitch, do you realize what you've done? Oh, my God, man. It's just, yeah, I like I stayed up till like 3 in the morning that night just staring at my ceiling, heart racing, because of a fucking fake pro wrestling match. Like, that's fucking insane. <laughs> that's insane. But uh, nothing... Oh, no piece of entertainment made me feel the way that that match made me feel that night.
1: Yeah, honestly, like like wrestling, what wrestling does is just unreal, and everyone who listens to this show understands that, right? Like, it's just crazy. Um, my favorite Triple H match, and you already called it out, and that's Triple H, Cactus Jack, the Royal Rumble match. Incredible.
0: So incredible. We talked about that at length during our Royal Rumble show. We rated that the number two Royal Rumble match of all time. The only one was better. It was Flair 1992 Royal Rumble. And even that's debatable. Uh, Cactus in Madison Square Garden putting over Triple H like that. Pedigree in the thumbtacks finish. Another amazing call by Jim Ross.
1: Yep, exactly. Like the, 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 Triple H has had so many good matches. His run from 1999 I would have to say until WrestleMania eighteen X eight, whatever you want to call it, I think that was like peak Triple H. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. And he had some bangers after that. He had some awesome matches with Flair. Two off the top of my head, there was a Raw match that was incredible, and a Taboo Tuesday match. I want to say it was a cage match that's like five stars, four and a half, five, like all time classic.
1: Yep. Yeah. So so honestly, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy that Triple H can. Make hit the decision yeah. to retire.
0: I'm happy. Yeah, man. I'm happy that he's healthy. I'm happy he's here. And I hope his contributions to the wrestling business are not forgotten. And I hope he gets to make more, many more, decades more contributions. And I hope it's in WWE. Well one day man we're going to like we should do like a separate like 40 minute perhaps a video essay on the fact that Triple H was fucking jobbed out and robbed and it's not his fault that NXT uh didn't beat AEW. It's not Triple H's fault that AEW is in business. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like he got the blame for the fact that AEW exists and it's bullshit and it's wrong and more people should say it. I just want to say it. Yeah. Good on you.
1: All right, before we talk to New Japan, I'm going to take a couple minutes. I'm going to talk about some wrestling that I've been watching on the side.
0: Oh, hit me, buddy. All I'm right, excited. Dude.
1: So I've been actually watching, obviously, Impact here and there. I've been doing some coverage on it for Slam as Bob was away. Dude, their next pay-per-view, the build between Josh Alexander and Moose is top not
0: nice i'm glad to hear that too because yeah the reason why i stopped watching impact was just the intergender stuff man like i it just i just can't do it but I recognize that they're doing good work It's just like the hot button for me yeah, I, just, I just can't do it
1: uh, And no, this buildup has just been great Like the past few weeks has been back and forth Josh Alexander signs the contract Moose refuses to sign Scott Damore is basically saying You don't sign, you're out Like there's just so much tension You know, obviously they're bringing the family back into it nice. oh, The buildup has honestly been like Brian Pillman's Stone Cold level of just awesome Amazing are they wrestling on multiverse of matches? No, they're actually wrestling at Rebellion, okay. which is the next Impact Plus show in like April 23rd. Or okay, cool. Like that.
0: All right. So they, they have a lot of time to extend this build. That's good for Impact. Do you think we're getting a title change? I think so. Yeah? I think so. All things can... If... Oh, man. If Josh
1: Alexander doesn't win, ooh, this is like Lex Luger level
0: of... Oh, that's tough. I, 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 I'm not watching the show So I, I'll take your word for that But yeah, at least he has one Right He has held the belt And he got fucked out of it it's yeah. a little different, because Lex Luger just lost and lost and lost every big match. It's a little different.
1: He, did he lose matches? He got DQ'd. He, 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 he got, got D-Q'd, DQ'd twice. D-Q'd.
0: He got DQ'd
1: at SummerSlam 93, because yep. he used the Yeah. And then at WrestleMania 10, he touched Mr. Perfect.
0: It's a really good point. And like, another famous one is the blood stoppage at Baltimore. I want to say it's Great American Bash 88. Might be Starrcade 88. It's, a, it's an all-time classic match. But you're right. Maybe he wasn't just losing. Maybe he was slipping on banana peels and getting fucked the entire yep. time. Yeah.
1: Also another great build-up, and they finally hit that button with Chelsea Green. She is now full-on heel. Her, Mickey James, that's the destination. Yes,
0: and that match is happening at Multiverse of Matches. That's one that we pegged for NWA, but they're doing it on TNA Impact, which, yep. let's do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Let's do it there. And then talking about NWA, I did something I never thought I would do again. Watch Power? Yeah.
0: I'm on my way. I'm on my way.
1: Dude, oh, match sorry. <laughs> one of the matches of the week. I'm not gonna say match of the week because that Seth Rollins, AJ Styles match from Raw it was dope. might be my match of the week.
0: Oh man, well, when did and when, I'm yeah,
1: and I'm including <laughs> an incredible, back. incredible set of matches from Dynamite.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. True. 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 I would say I would say I have Punk versus Dax slightly, slightly ahead. Of AJ versus uh, Seth, which was also great. Really, really so, just great. One, two. Yeah. Way down
1: here, way down below is number three. And we're, like, you can't compare it to those two matches, but... OGK, I never thought I would say this. <laughs> oh, your boy Taven,
0: Matt Taven,
1: <laughs> Matt fucking Taven, um, yeah, and 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 Canellas there against the Briscoes. Oh,
0: nice, yeah, really good match. And that was on Impact.
1: That was that was no, that was on Power.
0: Oh, wow, wow, uh, man, that's there's so much good wrestling out there. And We're another so match spoiled. on
1: Power, We're which was so good. Homicide, the guy who I'm just.
0: And there's the obvious bias that we have with Colby Hardcore bias. This is a Colby Carino podcast. We do not apologize for that. Please go on. (laughs) Homicide versus Austin Aries. Oh, because, yeah, like, we, when we were watching that match, we were like, oh, we're sad Colby doesn't win. But you know what? Homicide, he deserves it. But we ripped Austin Aries in that match. I listened back to that podcast, and I was like, oh, God, we sewered this guy. It was not good. Yeah. But at the same time, maybe he is not good. Yeah, he's Anymore. not a good person. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. He uh, he was an incredible wrestler in his day, but I I, I stand by what I said. Uh, when you when you work an athletic style and you're just based on speed and impressive moves, and you lose a step, you're fucked. <laughs> you're in deep trouble. Some
1: can say Homicide lost a step, right?
0: But Homicide has more of that brawling. He has more of that psych. Dare I say more of that psychology? Is that fair to say? I think so. I, I think, think so it's so very too. fair.
1: Anyways, homicide versus Austin Aries for the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. That's another match that people should check out.
0: Nice. Okay. Worthy perhaps of the list of 122. Yep. Might be the the sole NWA match on the list. If one
1: NWA match even ends up on that
0: list. <laughs> Last year we had one in the 50 hardest cuts and none <laughs> on the list. But I didn't want to cut it. I really it was a very hard cut. If yeah. if I had like a three hardest cuts, I probably would have made that list.
1: Oh, that's amazing. But yeah,
0: dude, there we go.
1: Yeah, honestly, a very good season premiere of NWA Power. I'm kind of
0: looking nice. forward to things. Hey, man, don't apologize for that. I like liking wrestling, and if they're doing good things, that's fucking great. That's dope. Good for them. Yep. Uh, just
1: want to remind everyone that tomorrow, if you're in the GTA, that's greater Toronto area, Layla Hirsch is going to be at Gotham Central Comics. That's in Mississauga. That's Gotham Central Comics, beautiful comic store. If you'd like, if you're a collector, this is the comic store for you. Layla Hirsch is going to be there 1 to 4 p.m. That's Gotham Comics.
0: That's really cool. Uh, What day is that again?
1: Saturday, March the 26th.
0: Beautiful. Shout out, legit Layla Hirsch. That's dope. Yep.
1: Yep. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Let's talk some New Japan.
0: Man. So, yeah, this most recent New Japan Cup show had two bangers on it. uh, the, the final two matches were Hiromu, uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Shingo Takagi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Will Os- Osprey. A couple a couple good English lads mixing it up in the main event. And, uh, yeah, Hiromu versus Shingo was awesome. Those guys are incredible. They beat the piss out of each other, but I'm telling you this is Zack Sabre versus Will Ospreay match. My opinion, top five match of the year. Just, just top notch, top level stuff. Beautiful scientific wrestling while also telling a clear, concise story. Um, Just a brilliant piece of work. I don't even know how high to rate it. I really have to think about it versus the other matches I have in the top five.
1: Yep, 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 yep. Honestly, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to throw it out there. I, I wanted to watch this so bad, but I just got so busy.
0: Man, these things happen, yeah. So uh, not that you shouldn't watch Hiromu Shingo because it was like four and a quarter at least. But I honestly, like, I I think I might watch Sabre Will Ospreay again because I didn't quite pay enough attention to say, like, oh, shit, that might have been a five-star match. You know what I mean? But, like, that thing was off the chain like every single second it was crisp and like i said like it's it's one thing to just be doing moves you know what i mean but these they told a very clear very easy to understand very rewarding story that paid off i think with a pretty damn clever, unique finish. So, whew. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, I'm actually not even going to spoil this one. Zack Sabre Jr. versus... Well, no, no, no we'll, we'll do it. Spoilers for this match because I do think that you should see it sight unseen, not knowing who wins. But big blaring spoilers right now. Zach Sabre Jr. taps him out. But the way they do it is he's working on Osprey's leg and it looks Osprey's like It kind of... You can explain that Osprey's trying to hit his leg. Like it wasn't a tap. It was an offensive move. Do you know what I mean? So they kind of left that shred I've never seen that finish before Interesting Yeah, I've I've never once seen that finish I think it's pretty damn clever And that finish after the match that they had I'm just like, I'm kind of I'm a little bit blown away right now Like that thing was goddamn incredible
1: Honestly, I'm pegging that to be the main event At Wrestle Kingdom next January
0: Ooh, night one maybe?
1: Night one, night two, doesn't matter They're main eventing something
0: We've said it and I think it's happening. I might not he might not win the cup, but Zack Sabre winning the G1 this fall. I think that's going to happen.
1: No, I'm I'm you know, my pick was Zack Sabre to win the cup.
0: Nah, you did say that at the start. Hey man, I I freaking hope so. I think Zack Sabre Jr is so incredibly talented An unexplored character. He's got like a great character and is a good promo guy secretly, but you don't ever hear it because of where he works. But like if he worked in AEW, I honestly think that guy could be like upper mid-card main eventer. He could be, like, kind of where Adam Cole is.
1: Right, right.
0: I, I honestly think so. I think he's that talented, like, uh, like in a personality way, too. So, I don't know, man. That match was absolutely incredible, Boris. You gotta check that out. I would say top five match of the year. At this moment, do you want the top five, Boris? Let's give the top five. In no particular order. So, we have Osprey, Zack Sabre Jr. from the New Japan Cup. Osprey versus... uh. Uh, Okada from the main event Of Wrestle Kingdom Just absolutely incredible matches I think you gotta put Dragonov Versus Jordan Devlin Empty arena in there man I think you absolutely have to That thing blew my damn mind That match was a war If you haven't seen The Ilya Dragonov Versus Jordan Devlin, Devlin Empty arena match Go watch it right now Yeah
1: Yeah <laughs> that match was incredible honestly that match was honestly incredible
0: yeah so good and then two aew matches also Danielson versus moxley fucking war and the latter match man Cody versus Sammy tell me that match didn't didn't just blow your socks off
1: it was great it was, it was so honestly great. great
0: and I think that's our top five of the year right now in any order that you want to put them
1: Seth Cody's gonna be number one by the end of the year
0: <laughs> so you're saying there's adrenaline in your soul at this moment my boy <laughs> <laughs> Always loved him. <laughs> uh, doesn't this bit just confirm your anti AEW bias, though? Not at all. No? Why? Well, how? <laughs> well, because you hated Cody five months ago. And? Wow. What's the common denominator? He. he yeah, who said I hated him? That's. Oh, uh, so there you go. I guess. Uh, you fake news in me right now, <laughs> Boris? How dare you?
1: Uh, you know, it, it, it stuff happens. All right. Anything else you want to talk about New Japan?
0: Uh, I'm very excited for the semifinals. I think it's going to be a pretty dope little tournament. Well, we've already gotten, uh, what, five or six match, like list-worthy matches, like above four-star matches. Okada versus Desperado was great. Hiromu versus Minoru is Oh, yeah. Just like all these things are... These New Japan Cup is like the, uh, the red-headed stepchild of the G1. And what's <laughs> funny is that, you know, and I should have known better. I
1: don't know why I doubt New Japan But when you saw the field and how New Japan Cup was Because it was like a what? A thousand man tournament It was like the FA Cup of, of wrestling <laughs> Yes It honestly just seeing the brackets And honestly took me out But I should have known
0: better yeah, I know what you mean, man. Yeah, because you're like Master Wato versus Okada. Why is why is Gato getting a bye? <laughs> but like when you actually make it through the tournament and now we're at the final four and we've had six four star matches and we, we're getting two more at least and probably a third in the final. Hoof. Hoof, man. It's been a really, really good tournament. New Japan keeps cranking out the classics.
1: And you know what's gonna be a classic this weekend? What's that? Stardom.
0: Oh, that's a great call.
1: The Stardom World climax, the return of Kyrie, aka FKA Kyrie Sane. That's going to be so
0: good. The pirate, formerly known as the Pirate Princess, got a raw deal getting absolutely injured and her neck almost broken and concussed numerous times by Nia Jax, who is out of the business now. So good on you, Kyrie Sane. Thank you for coming back, and I'm excited to see what you can do.
1: Yep, and she's going to be in a tag team match on night one That's March 26th So it's going to be Mayu Iwatani and Kyrie Versus Tam Nakano and Unagi Sayaka
0: Awesome match on paper Like all four of those women can but really But I'm go.
1: looking forward to the World of Stardom Championship
0: It's my girl, Julia, versus Sayuri Oh, yeah, man That is going to be a war And, uh, yeah, they've built this match very, very well I'm very excited to see who does come out of it, too, because the following evening, the winner gets, what is it, Mayu? I yeah. believe it's Mayu, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was the uh, it was Julia versus Mayu who had that awesome draw earlier in the year that set yep. this whole thing up, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, that match, that draw is, is top 10, top 20 match at worst of the year, too. Yeah.
1: Uh, singles match. I'm actually looking forward to this. It's uh, Mirai versus Saya Lida. That's gonna be a good one.
0: Interesting. I'm yeah. not
1: familiar. I'm actually not familiar with either of them. That's gonna be a very good one in my opinion. Uh, the future of Stardom Championship. You have Hannon versus Renan. Uh that Rena, sorry. So that's that should be pretty good. Uh, this this card just up and down is crazy.
0: And it'll be interesting too, because like, okay, Tegan Knox, Tony Storm, there are some people now who are free agents who might, you know, show... they could dip their toes. Frankie Monet. You never know. Like some is, some of these session people, moth martina oh, might show up and, and and that's just saying people who are like tangential tangentially related to the product like it could be anybody who shows up hopefully stardom starts doing some more of those things as their star grows as they start to make more money and start to become more popular
1: and they have been like honestly like even a year ago we were still like i don't watch the stardom we kind of heard of stuff here and there but now we're the ones like just selling it
0: yeah absolutely uh, yeah yeah but, well because it's really good if you do watch it and you start to understand like <laughs> how absolutely incredible these wrestlers are it, you get addicted like it's really really good if you love wrestling you're gonna love stardom
1: yeah exactly and then and, and you can watch it here in canada there's a streaming service along with is it ddt that they team up with
0: yeah that makes sense yeah i believe yeah. so so. Yeah, actually, I just watched the what was it? Uh, Tetsuya Endo versus uh, Konosuke Takashita. It was a forty-six minute match. I I did watch that the other day. Uh, it was the main event of DDT twenty-five, their twenty-fifth anniversary. So that match is absolutely fucking incredible. It's a forty-six minute war. It it's like. Have you heard the MJF interview? Yeah The the type of matches that he slags on That he yeah. slams That's what that match was But for 46 minutes They were doing the most incredible moves You've ever seen So
1: Yeah And and, and you know Now with the DDT DDT AEW Kind of partnership You know Dan Housen, When he recovers oh, From his broken really leg You know where he's gonna show up
0: <laughs> It's actually a really good call but yeah, no, it's cool because like somebody like Tetsuya Endo is somebody who I've watched maybe two or three times in his career. I'm sure he's an incredible wrestler, and he, like, the big stars in DDT are about to at least get some, you know, some kind of exposure. And hopefully there's a Riho, hopefully there's a Hikaru Shida, hopefully there's two or three people who are, are really sick and can make an impact overseas.
1: Yeah, oh man! Just right now, there's just so many possibilities in Japan. So Japan, I can tell you, Japan is now open for business. Literally open for business, people. Nice. My CEO just flew out to Tokyo because he has so much business to do out there. We have a, a subsidiary out there, so he has a ton of work to do, and um, that means that like you know, wrestlers can start coming back and forth a little more.
0: That's that's really really encouraging. I wonder if things perhaps would open up around the time of you know the summer hopefully hopefully i i we I knock on wood because stranger things have happened but hopefully by next wrestle kingdom we could have a full tokyo dome Ooh,
1: yeah, i uh, hope so oh man this episode we got deep
0: yeah it was a little all over the place that's what happens when we're cranking all this uh what is this nine locks dirty the second best canadian beer out there <laughs>
1: Oh man, thanks Greg Thanks Rick again for this episode (laughs) Yeah, absolutely,
0: this episode was sponsored by Greg Feltham The uh, Smack Daddy And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think, buddy I think that pretty much does it
1: All right, man, so yeah, we have
0: tons still
1: On the SNME network Tomorrow is Saturday That means it's those shows Saturday You got the Smack Daddies Brad and Greg chatting all things Smackdown Essentially tonight It is the go home show of Smackdown Because I feel like next Friday They're going to do something special And then the Hall of Fame So essentially in my opinion Tonight is the go home show of Smackdown
0: I think history has shown us That that last Smackdown before Wrestlemania Is basically a recap show They do, they might do the Andre Battle Royal They've done that before But yep. there's like one or two matches mostly recap
1: Yep, And then the dark side of the lead are back As they chat all things Rampage on the Rampage rollout So you better check both shows out then on sunday mike mcguire is back with the flagship show and it's i think it's going to be a little bit of a preview of wrestlemania because next saturday and sunday we're all busy watching wrestlemania next week we have tons tons and i know i've been saying i'm gonna announce it we're gonna talk it but we're still figuring stuff out here on the you know behind the curtains who's doing what who's covering what who wants to talk who wants to do what But we got some tons of shows, tons of shows for all the patrons. So just a reminder, next Saturday, Stand and Deliver. You're getting a podcast featuring myself and Matt. That's after Stand and Deliver. Saturday night after WrestleMania Saturday, Matt and I are going live on the Zoomage for the after party. On Sunday, we have the flagship show with Mike Maguire. And then at night, after WrestleMania Night 2, WrestleMania Sunday, myself, Boris, and Mike Maguire are coming at you live with the after party for WrestleMania Sunday.
0: If I'm still awake, and I promise you I won't be, but if by the grace of God, woo, that I am awake Sunday night, I'm going to call in. I'll make sure that you live through WrestleMania and uh, that you're you're still hanging in there. But I'm so excited for Saturday. I'm actually, like, fired up for it. I can't wait.
1: And I'm fired up for the Friday because
0: somehow...
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get you down here. We're gonna watch the Ring of Honor. We're gonna podcast uh, about it. With a
0: tear in my eye. <laughs> Woo! All right, that Ric Flair reference may have done it. I will not guarantee anything on microphone. I but I what I will say is that the SNME radio family will will produce a show about Supercard of Honor, even if Boris and I have to do it the next week. The following cement. Yep. Yeah. And we're going to even talk
1: some impact. That's so much on the go. Thank you everyone for listening. He's Matt. I'm Boris. We're out. Until next time. Gracias. Glad
0: you're still here, Triple
1: H. Yeah, yeah, yeah.